This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. I told you a couple of weeks ago that the rule of law was about to die, that it's being replaced by the rule of victors. Well, it turns out I was right to say the rule of law's existence is in peril. I was wrong to say it would die at some point in the future. Turns out it was already dead. I can prove it to you. Let's start with the definition of the term rule of law. It means that the law is supreme, that no individual or group is above the law or not subject to the law, that all people are treated equally under the law, regardless of gender, sex, class, or political affiliation. Well, in our nation today, we have learned that we are not all equal under the law. If you are politically connected to the ruling party, and that ruling elite wants you to be the president of the United States of America, then you are not subject to the law, period. You are not subject to the law if you're important. You're held to a different standard than the rest of the nation, the rest of us unimportant ones. I want to be very clear about this so that there's no confusion. I'm not saying this based upon conspiracy theories or based on a flood of emotion. Yes, I'm emotional today. But there's a logic behind this. It's the logic that's making me angry. It is the only logical conclusion I can reach based upon FBI Director James Comey's announcement that his agency would not recommend to his bosses that Hillary Clinton should be prosecuted under the law. Here are the facts I'm going to lay out in this podcast, and I wonder if these facts don't make you angry too by the time it's all done. One, Hillary Clinton broke the law as it was written and intended. That's a fact. Two, James Comey admitted his investigation found that she and her staff did break the law as it was written and intended. That's a fact. Three, James Comey decided not to recommend prosecution for non-legal reasons, not because of the rule of law, but because of something else. That is a fact. And four, Hillary Clinton is well-connected politically. That's a fact. Now, I believe these political connections likely influenced Mr. Comey's decision. That's an opinion based upon all the facts that I'm going to lay out. If, if all those statements are true, then the fact is we do not live in a democracy any longer. We live in an oligarchy, and the laws of this nation are different for you and for me than they are for the small ruling elite. You are welcome to disagree with my conclusions. That's fine. I don't have any problem with that. But you would be extremely foolish to ignore the facts. Let's start with fact one. Hillary Clinton broke the law as it was written and intended. Here's the statement from Director Comey about the law he was investigating. Our investigation looked at whether there is evidence that classified information was improperly stored or transmitted on that personal system in violation of a federal statute that makes it a felony to mishandle classified information, either intentionally or in a grossly negligent way. Or a second statute, making it a misdemeanor to knowingly remove classified information from appropriate systems or storage facilities. Okay, now here's what Director Comey said his investigation found. From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department in 2014, 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. 
Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 of those chains contained secret information at the time. And eight contained confidential information at the time. That's the lowest level of classification. Separate from those, about 2,000 additional emails were upclassified to make them confidential. Those emails had not been classified at the time that they were sent or received. Here are the things that would have to exist if Ms. Clinton broke the law. First, there would have to be classified information that is improperly stored or transmitted. Check. We got that. Over 100 instances found where she improperly stored and transmitted confidential information. Second, the mishandling of that information would have to be either intentional or grossly negligent. Now, it's just for the, the, the felony. It's a misdemeanor if it wasn't grossly negligent, if she just did it. So we already have a misdemeanor. But it's a felony if it's intentional or grossly negligent. LegalDictionary.com defines gross negligent as, quote, a conscious and voluntary disregard of the need to use reasonable care. Close quote. Reasonable. Reasonable. Remember that word. Reasonable. Because that word, Director Comey uses, that exact word is part of his description of the FBI's findings. Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. For example, seven email chains concern matters that were classified at the top secret special access program at the time they were sent and received. Those chains involve Secretary Clinton both sending emails about those matters and receiving emails about those same matters. There is evidence to support a conclusion that any reasonable person in Secretary Clinton's position or in the position of those with whom she was corresponding about those matters should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. Any reasonable person should have known that. Any reasonable person should have known that. Okay, so check. The information was in an unauthorized location, and the removal of that classified information was done in an unreasonable way. The exact phrase Director Comey used was extremely careless. Extremely careless is the exact opposite of reasonable care. Let me put it to you this way. If you were driving a car in an extremely careless way and you killed someone, you would be convicted of gross negligent homicide. And you would go to prison. You wouldn't have to mean to kill that person. Just, you know, if you decided to drive backwards at 90 miles an hour just for the fun of it. Didn't mean to kill somebody. I was just being, you know, extremely careless. So what was the conclusion the head of our nation's top police agency came to? Based with the facts that she broke the law. And she did it in a grossly negligent way. Those were the facts of the investigation. What was the conclusion? What's his recommendation now? Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Notice how what Director Comey said was not about the facts of the law. Under the facts, Secretary Clinton broke the law. He is not recommending prosecution. 
based upon an opinion of what a prosecutor would or would not do. It's not based upon the law. It's based upon personality. But see, that statement is inconsistent with what Loretta Lynch, Comey's boss, said she would do on Friday of last week. The final determination as to how to proceed will be contained within the recommendations and the report in whatever format the team puts it together. See, Comey said he would not recommend charges because no reasonable prosecutor would take the case. But the top prosecutor in the nation said she would prosecute based upon Comey's recommendation. So either Comey thinks that Lynch is unreasonable or his logic is unreasonable. She said she would follow whatever recommendations the FBI gave. The FBI says, we're not going to recommend that you prosecute because no reasonable prosecutor would take that. Lynch has already said she would take it if you recommend it. Don't put it off on the prosecutor. This is on you, buddy. Finally, Hillary is well-connected and is important to individuals who have the ability and the inclination to prevent her from being prosecuted. That's a fact. Today, while Director Comey was announcing that he wouldn't seek the prosecution of the Democrat nominee for president, despite the fact that his investigation clearly demonstrated that she did indeed break the law, Secretary Clinton was on Air Force One with the current president, who also just happens, you know, ironically, to be a Democrat. Same party. The same president endorsed Mrs. Clinton over a month ago, long before the FBI's investigation should have been a point and where they could have come to a conclusion based on all of the facts. So, see, that should have been a very risky political move for the sitting president. Let me ask you, do you think Mr. Obama would have endorsed Mrs. Clinton if he had the slightest concern that she was going to be indicted? The slightest concern. Would he have taken that political risk? Remember, she was not going to be indicted, not because she did nothing wrong. She clearly did stuff wrong. Colby admits that. She's not going to be indicted now because Comey doesn't think a prosecutor would file the charges, even though his boss said she would if he recommended that. The only reason the president and his legacy aren't being completely embarrassed today is because he got lucky. Do you believe that? Does that logic square with you? I'm finding it very hard to believe. Here's another issue that's making this difficult to believe. The fact that the FBI was not going to seek charges against Clinton was actually leaked this weekend to the press. Remember, Mrs. Clinton had a three-hour interview on Saturday morning. But before the weekend is over, reporters are being told no charges are coming. It doesn't seem likely to me that Mrs. Clinton said something Saturday morning that changed Comey's mind by Saturday afternoon. Does that seem likely to you? If that's the case, then the decision not to indict was made, or at least mostly made, before Saturday morning, before that interview took place. Do you think that either Loretta Lynch or the president might have known that as well? If you really want to know what someone believes, don't listen to what they say. Look at what they do. Obama endorsed Clinton long before this investigation was close to being over. Lynch met with Clinton's husband alone on a plane last Thursday, and the only reason we found out about it is because of one good investigative reporter in Phoenix. Lynch then says she'll follow Comey's recommendation no matter what. Comey then says he won't seek charges because a prosecutor wouldn't take them. 
And all the while, Obama uses your tax money to fly his pal Hillary to a campaign rally on Air Force One. It takes less of a suspension of disbelief to think that the Avengers movies are true than it does to think that these things aren't all connected. What I can assure the American people is that this investigation was done honestly, competently, and independently. No outside influence of any kind was brought to bear. No, you can't assure the American people of that. I'm an American, and I'm not assured. Hillary Clinton broke the law. The FBI uncovered facts that she broke the law. The words that came out of James Comey's mouth admitted those two things to be true. But then he chose not to act. The reason he chose not to act was not based on the facts of the case, nor upon the law as it is written and intended. Hillary Clinton is by definition treated differently than you or I would be treated. I normally end these podcasts saying I can still see old glory flying over me. Today, I cannot. The rule of law is dead. It has been replaced by the rule of the victors. And you and I have lost. America has lost.